You are listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from Red Hook, Brooklyn. Greetings, friends. How we doing? Hello, amigos. I am dedicating this episode of Onward with William McCarthy to my beloved Mexico. I have a lot to talk with you about today. I'm excited. So, firstly, not bad. I just flew across America, what, three or four days ago. I was in Minnesota. I was also in Detroit, Michigan, and then New York City, all northern places, all sunny. And what's incredible is that I'm heading to Mexico. This will be the first time that I've ever... Perf- well, that's not true. I tried to play in Spain once, speaking Spanish, and it was sort of a train wreck. And I did just recently this summer in Colombia speak in Spanish. And it's pretty tough, I'm not going to lie. Your timing, your humor... You're totally botching an entire language, and it's <laughs> it's uh, it's not for beginners, I'd say. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about this show. Um, it's been a huge dream of mine since I was a teen. The first thing about me playing Mexico is it's really great to think about this. Accomplishments, they're very personal, and they're really not defined by external definitions of a job well done. It's really about how we personally, internally feel about our highlight, right? And it's so funny. Did anybody ever, ever go through something where you go out and you accomplish something, you're wearing a graduation gown or you hit a home run at a baseball game or you, I don't know, went to a slot machine and won some money and it doesn't feel that great. It's just because I sometimes I feel like it's like an external definition of, of a highlight or success and it's not resonant with us. So this is a very resonant one. When I think about Mexico and why I love Mexico, I think this, when I was a child, there was never in my lifetime, there's never been a time without Mexican people and Mexican people have taught me so much. I remember running through my neighborhood and when you're a child, you're going in and out of houses, you're going in and out of people's lives. You can smell different smells, you can feel different feelings. And I just remember the handmade from scratch feeling that I got around Mexican people, whether it was the 1980s and we were all breakdancing, like the kind of modifications to clothes that Mexican kids would do the how talented and agile they were as like soccer players or baseball players how much soul and funk their grandparents had like wearing cowboy boots um how when Mexican people would get out get in a fight like when I was a kid like always their shirts would come off and this like massive machismo which I loved I loved all the the mariachis and the like the staccato sounds of the horns I had respect for the laborers that I saw um, working in fields in the Monterey Bay area I've always found um, Mexican literature to be fascinating Mexican history to be fascinating um Emiliano Zapata, Pancho Villa, Frida Kahlo, Diego Rivera. Just fast. It's, it's endlessly inspiring to me. So we look at this and like I said, where I'm from in California, there's 21 missions that, you know, started in the 1600s and went forward. And these are Spanish missions. And ultimately that was handed over to Mexico, which in turn in the 1800s was handed over to America. There's a great saying, if you're more fortunate than others, 
build a longer table, not a taller fence, right? And I completely agree with this. We're living in a time where the administration that represents us globally is mouthing off about borders and how to protect our rights. And how hypocritical is that if you're standing in California? Like, we took this from natives. We, with our ideology and our political outlook, we made this constitution, we made it ours, we stole it, and then, and then, you know, we got it from another country, and then we're telling them that they're part of the problem. This is very disappointing, obviously, and I'm hoping, even just for a couple of days, to be somewhat of a, a micro-cultural ambassador, <clears throat> and to hopefully remind people that, hey, you know, those guys up north are not all so bad. It's just terrible to be represented like this. Um, so I, I've also been fascinated with like Chicano culture and low riders. Um, and I, I just, when you see like established Mexican Americans have been there for years and how they've retained their culture, this, the smells of the food. I love taquerias. When you, when I go to a taqueria, <clears throat> when uh, an aspect that I love about it is unlike a bar or unlike a typical restaurant, you actually bus your own table like you eat you pick up your plate you walk and you put your plate in a tub that is very interactive and that's very it's it's like everyone's sort of equal right there's it's very classless which i love i love that there's a salsa bar at taqueria as you walk up and serve yourself there you know you've you've kind of you're minimizing like a class system where someone's serving you you're like participating I, i've always loved that um, so this is a very big deal for me, guys. Uh, I can't even tell you. Um, wow, what an honor. I, I, when I think about it, it was three years ago. If anybody, like I said, is going through the unknown and phasing into a new chapter of their life, like I feel you. I've had tremendous anxiety. It hasn't been easy. When I look back at my Patreon and like my, what I was doing, um, I had no idea what I was doing and there wasn't really anybody to ask, you know, but since in the, in the last three years, I've really improved and I, I wake up every day trying to improve what I'm doing. So here I am. I have toured Canada, um, South America, United States of America, now Mexico, next month, Vietnam, um, Sardinia. If everything goes in my favor, I'm going to be playing Cambodia. Can you believe this? William McCarthy, Billy McCarthy from Roland Drive in Santa Cruz. I'm playing in Cambodia. This is amazing, man. If, has anybody ever been to Cambodia? I went there to hide out after I got the news that the band was ending three years ago, and I rented a motorcycle, and I hid out, and I just... There was just... If you Have, have you ever seen something so beautiful that it looks like, like a symphony? Just but in in physical form. I, I remember being in this village and I saw these children, these Cambodian children in these bright, like deep burgundy, almost like Tibetan type of robes. And they were all hitting this rim of a tire. It was a metal rim and they were just hitting it with a stick and they, the joy on their faces, I had never seen something so pure. Again, not affiliated with any kind of 
I'm, I, I'm not siding with any faith or religion or consciousness. I just literally was looking at kids playing together and looking at their, their pure joy. So that has always stayed with me. And I'm really excited to take people um, in my community on a writing trip because I want to write a lot about the Vietnam conflict, about the French occupation and imperialism. I want to talk a lot about um, a Chinese relationship with Vietnam and that in and what communism is and what it what their journey looks like even today i don't really understand their politics now but i'm really looking forward to researching that's what's so beautiful about this trip this journey for me is that i get to research things and learn um i had no idea well meanwhile back in america as you know i live in airports in and out of them um, I'm thrilled to tell you that I've lost 20 pounds and a lot of the, yeah, thank you. A little round of applause, <laughs> um, insert round of applause there. It's since September 15th, I've really changed my ways. And I think a lot of what I was doing was I was eating to get full because I didn't know when I was going to eat again, or I, it was going to, you know, a lot of times on the road, it gets complicated or I was eating socially very late at night, which obviously as you get older is not great. Beer is not great. You know, wine and sugar. There's sugars and tons of stuff. But as I'm walking through airports, I'm looking, man, and it's all flour. It's like flour, sugar, flour, sugar, flour, sugar, fried, flour, sugar, fried. And you just look at it and you're like, oh, my God, this is very toxic. Look what it did to my body, man, over, over the years. So I was starting to feel like an elephant, a little elephant seal. Just laying out there. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> I was like flopping myself into the surf and laying in this. I just was like ah, looking in the mirror like, oh, man, you are adrift, bro. So I finally figured out how to eat on the road. And I think a lot of that is just being comfortable with your stomach growling. Just like, okay, it's growling. I'm going to put something in it in the next few hours. And another thing that I've done is... Uh, I think they call it intermittent fasting. It means you don't eat till noon and you eat between noon and 6 p.m., which the hard part about it is you do miss out on the uh, eating big bowls of pasta with all your friends and kind of like as a group dipping the bread into the or taking pieces of pizza. It's, the, it's not as communal, but what do you want to do? You want to be an elephant seal or and feel bad about yourself or do you want to like make changes? So, yeah, man, I took the beer out, the rice. Uh, starches, sugar, and it's really done me some good, man. Okay, friends, um, let's take a short break while we celebrate Mexico in this podcast, and let's come back and let's discuss Minneapolis last week. See you in a few seconds. said that like Casey Kasem. I'm Casey Kasem. This is the top 40. Remember that crazy guy? So creepy. Looked like he'd been just lived in formaldehyde. Oh, Casey. Creepy Casey counting down 
New Year's Eve. That was the kind of programming that we were subjected to as kids. Good old game Casey Kaysen coming at you live. So I played Minneapolis last week. A really wonderful guy named Ben Quam. He's doing a fundraiser. He had me come out and play it. I arrived in Minneapolis, one of my favorite all-time places. Um, it was amazing, man. Uh, it's. I realized I was, I was playing the show and I looked out and I, I saw a fella crying, right? And as I'm playing, I'm like, oh, you're like, am I hurting them? <laughs> am I giving them? You know, am I help, helping with catharsis, right? So. I'm playing in this giant Polish hall. It's it's easily the size of the Bowery Ballroom in New York City. And just an impressive place. And I started realizing multiple things. One, A, space and different sort of experimental or different or um, different kind of music venues are not really possible in New York anymore. Like playing at a gallery or playing in a... I mean, you might be able to play there, but like to really get involved with it. You know, it's just real estate so high. So it was so rewarding to see... A city like this that, you know, had the, I believe that the the people that own the Polish Hall had gifted it, um, and wanted nothing in return for Ben to do his fundraiser. Uh, ben shared with me that he lost his brother last month, and that is so hard. Uh, and whenever somebody tells me something like that, it hits me right in the soul. And so we had a chat about that, and it was just wonderful to give this guy a hug and and eat the delicious food that they offered. And everyone was so happy that was there. It was such a wonderful experience. And a close, it was like a deep, I felt like a real deep bond with the guy. And Ben's part of our community, um, part of my Onward community. And uh, a wonderful human being who's also on in our community named Ryan Berg was there. Ryan Berg is the author of No House to Call My Home, um, about trans and gay homeless youth. He's a friend of mine from my New York City years. And he's also the writer of the Augustine's bio, which... Through my whole entire Augustine's journey, it was this was constantly referenced. This this story, I think I can't remember how if it was thirty pages, but instead of writing a bio, Ryan wrote a chapter, and I frankly that's what the story deserved, and he did a beautiful job. So much love to Ryan. It was wonderful to see you, buddy. What a gentleman. I really care for that guy. I love him with all my heart. So what's great about playing this Polish place is the backstage was larger than my apartment. <laughs> Sorry, New York. I just keep kicking you in the nuts. Um, there were lots of onwarders at the uh, part of people from the community from, at the show, and it was wonderful just to meet them. And nothing was like a typical pop-up. Like nothing was weird. No bartender was shouting at you. No bouncer was checking IDs. No one was being a dick. No cars were getting towed. It was just a feel-good experience in an old, musky, beautiful Polish hall. And I sang my heart out. I told lots of stories. I improvised a song about Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri's like the creepy dude with a bleached flavor saver that has a cooking show in America that's creepy, that wears bowling shirts with flames on them still. Um, circa 1996. He's just still in 1996. Big gauge earrings. Creepy guy. Just being Flavor Town. What's up, bro? <laughs> so I was singing a song about how creepy Guy Fieri is. Um, so... Other than that, guys, wish me luck. I'm going now to the airport tomorrow morning. I'm going to do this Mexico thing. I'll be reporting in. I'm thinking about people from my Patreon community doing a Facebook Live. 
Um, very much looking forward to this experience, guys. I just want to say thank you for all the support, for your stage support and your care. And yes, goals are getting accomplished and I'm feeling good about life. Uh, music is coming in. I have some great news, which I'll get into in my next post, but my next podcast. But my website is done. I finished my website at long last. And there's music up and there's going to be some exclusive stuff for um, for people from my Patreon site. I have surprises. Okay. Wonderful. Guys, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the rest of the week. I'll be at an airport sitting probably next to a very chubby person. Uh, smelling people's breath all day tomorrow but i'll be thinking of you thank you guys for making this all possible you've been listening to onward with william mccarthy live from new york city